0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Prelude to Positivity. Today, my guest is a self-worth coach. She's actually one of the top 10 coaches to help you thrive in 2021. I also consider her to be a bundle of positive energy and a love promoter. Maria Stavrou, how are you?
1: <laughs> you made it rhyme! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> props on you, props on you, um, I got to give you absolute 10 out of 10 for pronunciation of my name, so thank you, <laughs> smashing it right at the park.
0: <laughs> for those people who don't already know, Maria, can you tell us a little bit about you, what you were like growing up, and what led you to what you do now?
1: Oh, <laughs> Um. <laughs> I was actually always a little shy, sweet girl. I can remember I used to compliment my Nana, which is your gran. Um, mm-hmm. I used to compliment my gran on, oh my God, tell me what skincare are you using? Because your skin is amazing. Like I used to be like this, <laughs> this little charmer of a girl. I used to make sure that everyone felt good. You know, that was kind of my thing. But, um, you know, like, you know, Tommy, you know a little bit about it. Like my childhood hasn't been roses and golden um i struggled a lot there was a lot of hard times and those hard times have created who you see in front of you who is this bundle of love and energy um you know why i do what i do i'm a mental health advocate and i mean that to my core my sisters in a mental health hospital and i'm currently working out a care plan for not only her but other people in her situation to get out of institutionalization. I don't know how much of that you heard because I think the whole screen froze but.
0: (laughs) I actually heard all of it.
1: Oh thank god okay I was like oh great just as we're getting to that bit I mean it's gonna
0: (laughs) freeze yeah i mean we've heard some stories from people about institutions and how horrible they can be so so important to try to change that and change the culture of that whole thing
1: tommy i've got an interesting fact mate everything in not only my horoscope but my business personality everything in my human structure okay so if you look at your stars and what they mean for when you were born, where you were born and everything like that. Then if you do like um, a Myers-Briggs test, or if you do a GC index test, everything tells me that I am a game changer. And everything that I have been doing has been looking how to change the way the mental health industry is run. And I'm at stage two now. So I've had the care plan already signed off by the NHS. So... What that means is, it means that we're looking at an alternative therapy treatment care plan for somebody who has been seven years, this is my sister, seven years inside of a mental health hospital. Now, if I can get her to a place where she can stand on her own feet and and be self-sufficient, just fucking mate it's it's not just her it's going to be everyone everyone anywhere that's in a hospital that's been put in that fucking cycle over and over and over again there is a way out and they're not doing it right now and i know this from how she was treated how you know people we you and i know people that were institutionalized you and i know people just off the get go And I've been contacted by so many who've been, friends and family have had it happen to them. They've had it happen. People they know have had it happen, right? That they've gone into a mental health unit and been essentially chewed up and spat out. That's a a fact, right? It's broken. We need to fix it. This is how we fix it.
0: There's too many drugs that they're given. There's too many quick fixes so that they can just sedate them most of the time and they come out like, not the same person they were at all so it's not fixing anything it's not helping anything it's not improving anything
1: it's maintaining them at a containable level yes
0: for who though for the people who are taking care of them not necessarily for them
1: Exactly. Now, I'm I'm not poo pooing the fact that people can be dangerous when they're mentally unwell. I can absolutely appreciate that there's instability and scared. You know, you're scared if you're looking after people. You're a fucking human as well. You could be bloody terrified because you don't know what somebody's next movement is going to be. So, the easy option, it's not always the right option, but the easy option might be chosen out of fear. That is my empathy with them the littlest I can give them because they are essentially in fact, you know, adding to the system of destruction, correct? So, you know, that's the littlest of empathy. There's fear that would drive you to choose the lowest common denominator. So I understand that. I understand it. And I've got to give love to that because they're humans too. But my stages, my stages I'm going to next, it is honest God, I've seen big things for this. And from everyone I've talked to as well, It's time for change, mate. It is time.
0: (laughs) Overdue, I think. I would say overdue.
1: (laughs) Way overdue, yeah. I mean, at least we stopped doing so many like EMT stuff and we've reduced that being done. And we've stopped the, do do, do you know actually the the prefrontal lobe? Yeah, that one. Um, So that actually had a higher success rate than most of the tablets that people take.
0: Oh my God.
1: I know. So, 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 so this is the crazy shit. I think it was one in three or one in four were cured. Whereas some of the um, numbers needed to treat. So that's how many success rates um, are in each drug that are taken. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they're in the low tens.
0: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> also, All that would make it worse. Sometimes you can, the side effects of the drug are worse than the thing that was wrong with you in the first place,
1: yeah. Like the S word, the big S, you know, like that. it creates that feeling within people, it creates depression within people, overeating, acne, um, jitters, like juddery jaws, shaky hands, like all of these things you didn't go into hospital with that you then come out of hospital with, you know? Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, the lobotomy that we all look at TV and go, oh my God, what heathens. That actually had a better success rate. And we're like, oh no, better not do that. (laughs) And I'm not saying bring that back, but it is (laughs) a funny comparable. It is a funny comparable because if you're looking at the state of medicine nowadays, we haven't really moved on guys we haven't we haven't we think we have but we haven't Mm-mm, no we
0: just stepped into a different place of uh, unknowing really we d- we went from one place that we weren't sure to another place we're really not sure we're going to give you this pill but you know we don't know what's going to happen to you
1: it could be sugar it might not be hmm, who knows <laughs> <laughs> just, just throw it and run woo! <laughs> but we're, we oversimplify it tommy because we understand the severity of it like both you and i understand the severity of it which is why you know making a joke out of it is sometimes the the easiest and the nicest and the most way that you can understand something because it's so fucking fucked up it's like it's got to be a joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, I deal with, with my mom, too, because she's in and out. And it's oh, really?
1: I'm sorry. And there's
0: no answer. Then when it's out, it's like, oh, well, here you are. You're going to go home. And then you go home and you go to the same things happening, even though they gave you a new medicine. But it doesn't really go. So yeah, it's been quite crazy. Can I, ask,
1: can I ask you what has she been diagnosed with?
0: They say that it's um that she has... Deep depression, which is hiding what they can actually get to. So they say they can't really get to what the diagnosis is because this depression is such a wall because of trauma that happened when she was a child. And they say that she may have even developed personalities to protect that as well. So so far, they haven't really been able to diagnose it properly. They feel like they can't get past the first thing. They can't get past that depression. I'm
1: going to ask you to just do one thing and, and I hope you can hear me because you've frozen on my end. I'm not sure if you can hear I me. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, okay. Okay. So um, there's something I'm going to send to you, Tommy, after we finish this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I urge anybody who's in a similar position to you to get in touch with me about this as well, because there is a way for your mom. There's a way for my sister. There's a way for other people. Okay. And... Everything that we've been trying so far has been going into the, the, the depletion side of what a mental health is and why it's there and, and what are the repercussions and all the negative things, right? Um, everything that I'm doing, I'm trying to help people look at what their strengths are and find out what they can do and look to the sun so the shadows fall behind them, okay? Look to the sun, what can you do? What can you focus on? What gives you strength? What gives you happiness? And happiness is purpose, right? That's just, there's no fucking, to simplify it massively, happiness is purpose, okay? Do you have one? And if you have a purpose, you have a long fulfilled life that's it there's no fucking maths there's no secret guru there's not none of that do you have a purpose so what does your mum want to do what does my sister want to do do they have a purpose so I'm going to give you a bunch of stuff right there's a strength test there's um there's actually how how well she does certain different things test there's a happiness test like you know i would find out where she is so you can check in and i'll send it all to you darling so that you can have a little look and if it helps then god fucking hell i hope so god fucking hell because you can't just rely on a broken system because i've done that for too many years and i'm sure you're in the same boat right
0: it's frustrating very frustrating Mm -hmm. for you and the person because you feel like the person's not receiving the help they need and they're not even getting Mm -hmm. to the place where they can accept the help so yes and how do you get to them? How do you get them to that place? That's Because yes, that's the thing. Because if they're not willing to accept the help, it's, nothing's gonna help.
1: No, exactly. Um, so so only as of, oh my God, Tommy, only as of um, this past week, after about two or three months, where I'm working with my sister while she's inside the hospital, right? Um, so I'm working with the constructs that there, there are. Um, it's, it's only been this week that she started to talk to her psychotherapist. That's the first time she's opened up to a psychotherapist um, in seven years. <laughs> it's just crazy, and um, she started to count her steps. So she's put on a lot of weight being in the hospital, right? So she started to count her steps this week. Okay, and. And she started to log what food she's eating. So she stopped eating these like really dense, um, heavy foods. And she started eating foods that are a bit healthier for her, like a bit healthier for your mind as well, you know? Mate, it's only this week. You've really, like, I'm so like, honestly, it's blowing my mind as I'm going through the process that it is working. I thought and I hoped it would, but the fact that it is, is blowing my fucking head off and i'm sorry to swear tommy
0: <laughs> but i i feel like the food too is important because that a lot of times it's the chemicals in our body and what changes the chemicals sometimes the food you're eating is changing the chemicals besides all the other stuff is doing to you but you you have to be really careful about that
1: yeah there is a oh my god if i could remember the acronym Oh, come on, girl. There's um there's this like wonderful acronym, basically all about the different foods and how it affects your brain. Um, and if anybody was to Google this, I'm sure they'd find it straight away. What foods affect your brain in what way? Don't go rabbit holing into it, just Take it for what the science tells you and what works and what doesn't work for sure. Like obviously if you just eat a stick of butter and chocolate every day, you're not gonna feel good, you know? <laughs> but if you're only strictly like concisely eating like very, very strict foods, you also might feel restricted within your mind as well. So so healthy ways is balance. Just a healthy way is balance, you know, that's what it comes down to. We've we've asked her to track her calories. We've asked her to make sure she's getting her nutrients in. And um, and one other like secret sauce, cod liver oil, secret
0: sauce. Mm. It I is. Believe oils, oils do change, do help things move along, get things through you and yeah, definitely
1: yeah yeah that's it yeah that's it but yeah so anyway so we've got this whole thing and it's happening and i'm excited Tommy. i'm excited
0: <laughs> but now you haven't always done this because i've seen pictures and videos on instagram about some fire twirling and i wanted to know a little bit about that because it's very impressive of a talent so how did you get into that and <laughs> what did that feel like to be twirling fire <laughs> batons and my god it, it looks so amazing
1: I loved it I absolutely loved it it was um the rush and the energy that you get from being on stage now you know you were telling me before we went live like well before we started recording is um about your friend that did um the Super Bowl right so you did that alongside yeah with the weekend alongside the weekend like some of the stuff I could tell you Tommy like they wow people, but it's not my favorite, right? So I've worked with Rihanna, I've worked with Future, I've worked with 50 Cent, I've worked with Vin Diesel, I've done shows around the world and lots of different places and lots of naughty big mansion parties as well. (laughs) But like my, my my favorite thing in the world was to work on this show called Festival of the Dead, because I helped direct it. I helped choreograph it. I helped produce it. And it was all of my friends, all of my friends. (laughs) So I just, that to me, was like nothing else. You're backstage with your buddies. You're on stage with your buddies. You're going on the road with your buddies. You're stopping at service stations, half like eye open like this, like what the fuck? (laughs) 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 And it's just awesome. Like the feeling of knowing that every weekend is like, what other people's weekends are like, but you have it on steroids. Like you're on stage and you're having that rage and you're having that like magnificent moment of getting to share your art with people. Mm-hmm. And it feels so good. Caused me a lot of tendonitis, but it felt great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's important that you were saying about giving your friends jobs because artists do kind of revel in that when they can get work for themselves, but yet bring along their group with them because all these people are struggling like you are struggling so when you finally get that moment you're like oh I'm bringing these people with me.
1: Tommy darling I started a dance troupe at 16 all my friends started another dance troupe at 18 because that one obviously it it was awful it was (laughs) awful and I was calling what it is it was so bad we were dressed in primark I don't know if you know what primark is but it's basically warm up we were dressed in like primark bras and pants and doing shows and it's like that's not a costume and we were like it is because we put some glitter on it we did (laughs) did. (laughs) but we I had like one at 16 another one at 18 and then I opened up my agency at 21 and I have never stopped booking people that I love around me that I know you know you know when somebody's just got it they've got it but they don't know they've got it those are my favorite people because being able to gift somebody that moment of self-realization gives me, I'm literally goosebumping, gives me goosebumps. (laughs) I love it.
0: Because there's some people that have, they have it and they don't know they have it. Then there's some people that have it and they don't know if anybody else recognizes it in them. They just go out and do the thing and they're like, I don't think anybody really is ever going to get me. But yeah, we we get them. (laughs)
1: we do we get them we do and the thing is like a large part of it is imposter syndrome isn't it as well like so many people get imposter syndrome and i've been helping girls and boys and men and women through imposter syndrome for over 10 years because guess what you have to get over your shit to stand on that stage and if you're booked you're going you're going on. <laughs> it, is. it was like, it was, it was honest to God. Like I can remember working in this tiny town in England, right? A tiny town called Bristol. It's one of the cities, but, but it is like a tiny town. Um, and I used to think, you know, this is as big as it gets for me. As big as it gets. Mm-mm. And then something just changed, but you just don't know it until you feel it, right? Until you know that you can achieve more, something's got to spark that in you, right? Like for you, I bet you've had a moment in your career where you were like, oh, I can do this, but so much more.
0: <laughs> yeah, you also know what you don't want to do anymore too. You, you, At that moment, you realize that crap that I was doing, I don't want to do it ever again. <laughs>
1: Yes, knowing your fucking worth. Oh my God, that like I used to charge and I'll just be so upfront, I'm ashamed of this shit, but it happened, so fuck it. I used to charge (laughs) 30 pounds, that's like $50, like 30 pounds for a whole night podium dancing, whole night. I know, I was like 16, 17 and I was like, yeah, this is all I can get. That and some guest list. That's <laughs> I know. And then I get to like the age of 18 and then I meet these girls that are like, oh no, darling, you should be charging this, this, this. And I'm like, you can do that. People will pay it. Now, every stage of my career where you realize that actually the more you charge, the more people value you, the more people actually put into you. Mm-hmm. that was groundbreaking, groundbreaking. And this is the thing. If they pay, they pay attention. I was getting 30 quid and I basically could have been, you know, another punter. Cause I wasn't even given a stage. I wasn't even given a proper space. I was next to the DJ booth. Could have been anyone. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah,
0: because they were giving you what you thought you were worth. They were giving, they were meeting you where you were. Meeting
1: me where I was. Oh, that's good. (laughs) It's true. Oh, (laughs) Oh
0: my goodness. So then what made you become a coach after all that? Was it because you were already helping so many people in those ways then you became a coach? It probably came naturally to you, I could see.
1: Um, I actually, I really wanted to do psychotherapy. I really did. And and I actually still think I will. Um, I just have so much of a passion to work with people's mental health and a coach was kind of like a segue into it. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah totally.
1: Like this is not my final destination but it is a a road that I'm taking because I feel like this is a road which is comfortable using what I'm good at, what I'm passionate at, which is helping people and finding people's talents, right? Um, so I'm good at those things. Is it where I want to end up? No. Is it what I'm good at right now? Is it what the world needs? Is it what I can make money from? Yes, it's my icky guy. <laughs> Do you know what an guy is?
0: No, what does that mean?
1: Oh my god! 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 I can't believe this! Holy shit! Okay, let me just get up the proper spelling so I don't mess this up. Hold on, Nicky guy. Okay, so um, I K I G A I. Pop it, pop it into wherever you need to pop it into. If you want to put it into Google, if you want to put it into anywhere, I K I G A I. What is a icky guy? So, an Ikigai is a Japanese reason for being.
0: Oh. That's, it's, that's perfect.
1: It's your purpose, darling. So if you were wondering, what am I here to do? What am I gonna do with myself? An Ikigai is a Venn diagram, so I'll read it. It's what you love, up at the top, this is your circle. Um, what you're good at, on the left. What you can get paid for, and what the world needs. And in the middle, of that Venn diagram is what your icky guy is.
0: Oh, wow. So, Two what you're good at,
1: <laughs> what you love, what the world needs, and what you can get paid for. So, this is right now, this is my icky guy, right? But I'm studying every day. I study into borderline personality disorder, schizoid adaptations, I study into narcissism, I study into schizoaffective disorders. Oh, all very fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love it I'm I'm like a a dog with a bone with this stuff because everything that I read in my head I'm thinking how can I refer that for my sister how can I refer that for somebody else that's in her position and how can I then adapt it to actually be functionally helpful you know rather than you have something wrong with you, but we don't know what to do with you. So off you go. Like no. it's 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 all everything that I do every day, I'm either studying or I'm working. If you ask anybody, you will not get a hold of me if it's for a social occasion. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, something suffers, right? Something has to suffer and all that. <laughs> I
1: don't really mind, I'm not, I really don't mind. Like, I, honestly, I've spent 10 years working with my best mates, so I'm good. I've done my thing, I've had my, th- I've had my travel around the world doing crazy fucking mad shit, working at very, very, very awesome places that are naughty as fuck. And, then now, and now it's just study, work, study, work. Let's get this hustle, let's get this done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. and still get some good sleep mm.
0: <laughs> you're very focused that's good yeah. that very cool. so I wanted to know what are some common themes with people when it comes to shortchanging our self-worth do you see any commonalities because people are more alike than they are different So are there anything that you yeah. look at and go, yeah I see that you're shortchanging yourself
1: <laughs> oh my god is it's is it always right oh 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 <laughs> 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 this is um legitimately the the one the, the one common denominator and and this is a rule to live by, my darling. If I can give you this, just fucking stick to it, all right? If you ever think you should do something, do it because if you don't, you'll lower your self-esteem. If you have low self-esteem, you'll have low self-worth. If you have low self-worth, you will not charge what you are worth because you don't think you're worth anything. <laughs> it's true. it's it's like my little life hack that I try and just get out as many times and places as I can. Like if we literally just do the things we think we should do, right? You know, if your brain is going, don't go out that night, don't go drink that beer, don't go blah, 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 and you go do it, you're undervaluing your own mental moral, moral compass. You're undervaluing yourself. And because you do that, the whole like it's like a butterfly effect, mm-hmm.
0: you know. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But now with all of this, how do you keep your own mental health in check?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what mental health?
0: <laughs> <laughs> always, so they say like the person who does the most is giving themselves the least. So how how does that? How do you check in with Maria?
1: Um. Oh. Okay. So I actually had like a pretty day yesterday because it all got a bit too much right i i absolutely go 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 and then when i need to put the brakes on i listen to my body and it it does get to the almost on red right (laughs) almost on red and when i get to almost on red i'm like pull back girl like time to take a minute um and the way that i can do that is i've got an amazing husband that supports that moment Mm -hmm. and like I need help just as much as anybody else needs help, right? Because I could just sit up on my laptop all fucking night and just do it, just work until I'm like cross-eyed, whatever, okay? If I didn't have his help, I don't know, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I would be. He is absolutely my support for sure. You know, I haven't quite found the the magic for myself. I've got my own coach who really helps but it is about, you know I'll set myself a time and a day and I'll be like, that's my day off. I do not touch my phone. I do not do X, Y, Z, la, 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 la. That's the only thing that I can do. Because if I set myself a challenge, I'll stick to it. But if I have burnout days, he's the one, him downstairs, he's the one that's like, right then, time for a Kit Kat Chunky, let's go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's That's good to have the person that's gonna put you in check. That's important. Yeah. It's important so thing that you you have a coach too. So that's something because a lot of people think the coaches are perfect, right? So you look at them and like, go, <laughs> oh, yeah, so perfect. But no, you all know that you need to get help when you need help too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> coaches are not perfect. How did we get to be coaches? We're all fucked. Listen, like, why, why, honestly, why would you be a coach? Right? It's because you've been through shit. And you understand how to help other people through that shit. If you think for a minute a coach is perfect, they're not. But at least they've worked through some of the things that they can help you work through on. That is it. That's fucking it. Honest Mm. to God. Like, it, it. and I say this with conviction because I was that guy. I literally, before I started being a coach, I was like... Oh my God, my NLP practitioner is just such an angel. Like she's never been through anything and she's just such a perfect vision of a person that's never ever gonna be in a breakdown ever. I bet she's never angry. I bet she never has a temper. And it's like, no, everyone's a human. There's even um, Eckhart Tolle and oh my God, one of the other gurus, like I can't remember who it was, but they were at a conference they were on stage and the most ironic thing, I heard this story on Clubhouse, so it's not firsthand, okay? It is secondhand from another guy that saw it, okay? However, funny story, uh, toll having an argument on stage with a guru about who should be able to go first on the mic and shit like this. <laughs> yes, humans, touch it, it's skin, humans every single person, okay? We've all just found what works for us and what doesn't work for us. Basically, we're all just a bunch of idiots and life is short. So just work through your shit with someone or in your own way, that's it. Like if the sooner we all realize that everyone else is just working through their own shit and Mm -hmm. I want people to feel good about the fact that we're all idiots because we're lovable idiots, okay?
0: (laughs) We
1: are, we are lovable idiots, (laughs) but no one has the answers. Everyone just professes as best they can with what's worked for them. That's it. That's all.
0: Now, speaking of being uh, tested and and being idiots running through all this, the past year (laughs) has been the hardest year for everybody. So in this particular year, how did you stay grounded and how did you bring yourself back to the positive vibe that you have, even when things look like, oh my God, I'm never getting out of my house. We're never, we're never getting this thing yeah. over with. What is going yeah. on? What brought you back?
1: Oh, I found my, I found my purpose. That's easy. That's it. Um, I, it, it took me like two months of being in bed for extended periods of time. <laughs> took me about two months um, because I, I built up my baby of a business, you know, like it was all in events. We lost everything. Bam, my entire industry, it's not just my job, it was the whole industry, lighting guys, sound guys, DJs, promoters, dancers, circus, everyone lost their jobs. We also, in the UK, we didn't actually have, if you had a company, that much money given out, which wasn't a loan, you know? You didn't, like, all these people that were also self-employed, like, they were getting here, breadcrumbs, if you lived in London, the money that I was given didn't cover my rent, you okay. know? Yeah. It's like, it was that moment of, oh my God, like, how are we actually going to survive? <laughs> you know, it was a big fuck, and I just remember like, I always wanted to get into mental health. I wanted to start doing it and I wanted to do it when I reached 30 and I was 31, right? So I was like, all right, girl, here's your fucking moment. <laughs> <laughs> on you get, on you bloody get, let's go. So like, you know, I had this idea when I was 16, you know, I'm gonna do the dance jobs. So I'm gonna do the circus. So I'm gonna travel the world. I'm gonna do all this X, Y, Z, la, 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 um, in my 20s. And in my thirties was go time for getting Christina sorted if she still needed it. And if not, then other people like her. So it was always in my long-term plan to start this thing but it took a pandemic for me to go, okay, time to shift it up a gear. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it was getting to work. That's what it was. Getting to work got me out of my funk.
0: Perfect. And now when, where can people find you online if they want to keep up with you or they want to hire you or they, they like what you're throwing down and they want to get in with it. (laughs) How can they find you?
1: (laughs) Listen, if you don't like hyper Aggie, you're gonna do it. Motherfucker type coaches. Don't bother. Like don't (laughs) not the coach for you, (laughs) but literally like how I am with my clients is very Let's fucking go. Ah! (laughs) And it's literally, it's like that, but also I say that, but I've got actually a a couple of clients that are with me for anxiety, which is the complete opposite how I am with them. So if you're with (laughs) me for business, that's how I am. If you're with me for anxiety, imagine the entire opposite of that. So as you want to find me, my name is very foreign and I'm going to put it up on the screen so you can see it. (laughs) If you want to know what a sip, That's about as Cypriot Greek as it gets, darlings. So it's maria.antonia.stavru, which is Sierra, Tango, Alpha, Victor, Romeo, Oscar, Uniform.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is on IG is where you mostly are, and Clubhouse now, but IG mostly.
1: Yeah. IG is where I my I find my happiness.
0: <laughs> so what are you most passionate about would you say now it's mental health or that's your biggest yeah. passion at this point yeah.
1: Yeah, like finding a way to get people out of a hospital that they never needed to stay in for as long as they did. That's my passion.
0: And what would you call this chapter of your life if and when you're write a book about your life what is this chapter the
1: oh fuck moment
0: (laughs) (laughs) no that'll probably (laughs) sell
1: tommy you just i didn't prepare you for quite how much i swear on the upside people who swear a lot are most likely to be honest Just saying, just that is
0: true. That is true. That is just
1: saying, just saying, just saying.
0: (laughs) What's the most fulfilling part about what all that you do?
1: Or every single time, right? If you find me on my Instagram, I've got a bunch of lives and I update every couple of days of what's happening with my sister. The most fulfilling part is seeing her transformation and 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 where it's it's going from where it started to where it is right now and this week has been great um i told you about the fact she's doing her steps and she's counting her calories and that's such a big deal um so yeah that that that's like better than a million fireworks in your belly at once
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then we talked about last year a little bit but what did you learn about yourself during that whole year where we were pretty much away from everybody else
1: Jesus. So much, darling. I did a neurolinguistic course. Um, do you know what that NLP is?
0: Yeah, I've done it too. I've done some. Yeah. I've done some. How courses.
1: much did you learn about yourself doing NLP? <laughs> oh, so much. <laughs> so much.
0: And then I came with uh,
1: and,
0: wow, I can do all that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've been
0: doing all this time if I've been able to do all that and haven't done it. <laughs>
1: yes oh my god like i'm so happy you know what nlp is and you've done it like it makes it the explanation of this a lot easier like um i did that course and what did i learn about myself how to talk to myself with love jesus that that was the change my love because I used to be so mean to myself. I'll tell you that, you know, I used to be so mean. And that's part of what I do when I coach people because there's people that will come to me that have still got that big old nasty fucking thing in their head that tells them that their ex Y, and Z. I'll tell you right now, it doesn't have to live with you. It doesn't, does not have to stay in your head. I could like, I haven't gotten rid of mine but I got rid of the volume.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. got
1: rid of the volume for sure and i just it's almost laughable you know <laughs> and and it's like it's like one of those things that I wanna just say right away that I don't know anyone that is ever able to get rid of negative self-talk, right? Cause it will just happen. It happens as a fail safe, it happens as a security measure, but what you pay attention to and who you give the microphone to in that little circus in your heads, <laughs> that's, that's what's important, okay? That's what's important. Who's your compare? <laughs>
0: Definitely. Now, what do you hope that we've all learned as a collective during this past year that we actually don't forget when we start going back into whatever normal's going to be?
1: Tommy, I, I fucking love your questions.
0: <laughs> thank you. I,
1: like I haven't done that many podcasts, but your questions are so fascinating. <laughs> 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 They're so interesting. And you've obviously put so much thought into them. So I like, thank you. It's so interesting. Um, Well, I hope that people have learned and we stick to. Mm. Um, I would say understanding that we're a collective um, and that we are more unified in the things that we are vulnerable over than the things that we're successful over, for sure.
0: Wow, That's, that's a good one. What is one thing you absolutely cannot live without?
1: Oh, Kit Kat Chunkies, babes!
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> I know this is no way to rely. Look, Kit Kat, if you're watching, I would love to get sponsored. Thanks.
0: Yes, <laughs> we're gonna have our own podcast soon, sponsored by Kit Kat.
1: <laughs> I will. Oh, let it happen, please, universe, let it happen. I fucking love. I would roll out of every doorway, sweetheart, just. Whee. <laughs> And love
0: it. What is one thing that you wish we could all live without?
1: What did you say? Sorry, it cut out. I
0: said, what is one thing you wish we could all live without?
1: So much, my love. So much. Um, polarization. Us and them. Us and them. There is no us and them. There isn't. It is like, oh! <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, I know. (laughs) So this is in, sorry, this is in the construct of psychodynamic therapy. This is going to polarize a lot of the listeners. Here we go. Um, There is no such thing as good and bad, only constructs within the human brain. Now, why do I say this? Because if you think there's good and bad, you'll adapt certain personalities to being good or bad, like good or evil. Ooh, they're, they're a saint or they're a sinner, right? no such fucking thing. Every single one of us is both good and bad. And the minute that we understand that and we take on board that we can be both good and bad and that's okay, we'll actually be less judgmental of others, less polarized within societies, and less us and them, which means that you'll actually start to look into how to look after everybody as a whole. That's what I think. Anyway. (laughs)
0: That's a good point, definitely a good point. We talked about uh, Instagram a little bit. So if you had to describe yourself using only three hashtags, what three hashtags best describe Maria?
1: Fire. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Amazing.
0: (laughs) I I think I agree with those for sure. And we also met. (laughs) You and I met on Clubhouse. So if not for Clubhouse, we wouldn't even have met. Um, No. How has that been for you? Like, have you found it to be a good tool that you're implementing into everything else you do? Is it more a distraction for you? What what do you use it for?
1: Um, I just use it for mental health, influencers on mental health, and I use it for my little room on a Sunday as well. Um, But honestly, it's, I'm pretty good. Like if I'm on something too much, I'll notice it before it becomes too much. And I've never been on Clubhouse too much. Um, I've been on it enough, enough to meet amazing people. Hi. (laughs) And if you go into everything with a view of what's the opportunity and what's the gift, like I meet so many people just in being on Clubhouse for about 10 minutes. I'll go on for 10 minutes and I'll be like, they're awesome, they're all. Awesome. I mean, everyone's fucking awesome, but who wants to speak to me? <laughs> <laughs> I've been really nervous with it though, Tommy. Like, did you find you were nervous at the
0: beginning? In the beginning, I think, but I was a little lucky because I joined in early January and so I didn't use it at all. And then a couple of, huh. uh, three weeks into it, three weeks after I signed up, I just decided to sign up one day. Three weeks after that, my, our friend Derek he had an interview that was going to be on Clubhouse. And he said, are you on Clubhouse? And I said, yeah, but I don't really know what it is. I've on, I'm on it, but I never used it. So I got on that night. And then him and I kind of tag teams doing it. So I was, I had a partner kind of in it. So I didn't feel alone. That mm. so was cool. a little easy. It was cool. It was really cool the way it went. And then I realized how many people that we knew, already knew. And I was like, oh, we know these people already. So let's just do it. Let's do the dance. Oh my god, I
1: love that. You had your <laughs> friend, that's so good. Um, you're gonna laugh. I did the very first thing that I did on Clubhouse was go into. Do you remember the girl that used to do the rooms called the charisma hacking rooms?
0: Yes, the, they don't even yes. do them anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, they don't do them anymore. They, I, I haven't seen them anyway, like, no, anywhere. Um, I went into this girl's room, there was like 14 people. It was a big room back then. It was big.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: big. I know. And um, I went into that room and I got called up on stage and the first thing I did was a circle of excellence. From NLP. So I basically got everyone to stand up in their rooms and create a circle in front of them of their most powerful self, walk into it, become that version of them, la, la, la. And I basically was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So, okay, just do it like you're at a summit. All right, just do it like you're a teacher, whatever. I don't know. That's
0: what it is. It's basically a conference. I look at it like it's a conference, and you go, Honestly, yeah, really. then you go to a different room and you speak in there and or we might just listen in another room. I like listening sometimes where I just don't really yeah. need to speak.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I just I haven't tell you what, it is teaching me as a as a British person, um I hate unmiking without being told directly. Can you unmike? Yeah. That yeah. is a very yeah. that's a really and Tommy, this is a really British thing, okay. So, so when we we're in influencers on mental health, if I'm not told, hey, Maria, it's your turn, I'm just like, oh, when do I do it? 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 Do I do it? Ah, 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 fuck, is- just do it, do it now, do it now.
0: <laughs> no, I run my own rooms on Thursdays, and I, I don't do popcorn at all. I'll, I'll go, I'll pick people, or I'll do it in order, and I try to go back to me, and then to you, then to me. <laughs> Because I want the people to feel like, yes, we want to hear from you. I don't want you yes. trying to jump in. I don't, it's okay. It's like, That's hang on, to no, wait to get in there. It's like, whoa. yeah, it's
1: baby, false. I love you. I love you so much for doing that. You don't understand how much anxiety you are saving. I told you that day. I got a girl message me, and she was like, I don't know when to speak. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna make it okay for her. You know, and actually, kind of segue it for the like people maybe that are feeling a bit anxious where the way that I don't I don't run a serious room I just have like I don't know 10 12 people in my little room it's only tiny right but I do it the same way you do and I love that you do that so I would love if I'm awake to come and join me
0: (laughs) (laughs) when you do it that way the the only thing that could happen is you get to somebody and they they can totally say I'm just here to listen or I don't have anything to say right now pass and it's fine we're not going to berate you because of that. Like, oh, you have to speak right now. No, we're fine, we'll go on. And it's okay.
1: (laughs) Have you um, you ever been in one of those um, rooms where it's like, it's not shoot your shot, but it is like a comedy type room?
0: Yeah, no, they'll stress me
1: out. <laughs> Did you know what? I went into one and I braved it and I went on stage and I was down at the bottom of the of the of the list of people on stage and I was like, Hey guys, it's me. And I was about to chime in with something sassy, right? And I was like, Hey, it's Maria down at the bottom. And I was about to crack my joke. And some girl piped up and she was like, Oh, you're down at the bottom? Well then you don't matter. And I was like, oh, fuck, I don't have anything to say. Damn it. <laughs> You got me.
0: <laughs> sometimes like being in school, sometimes like being at a conference, sometimes being like in high school. It, it really is it's
1: so funny. Strange,
0: strange thing sometimes. <laughs> and some days I, I go, it. "What is this for?" And a lot of days I'm like, "Yeah, this is this is our jam because we're talking about mental health. We're helping people picking topics yes. that can help, even in a fun way. So I do enjoy it, and I, I hope yeah. I hope I see you on there all the time because I love you. <laughs>
1: I love you. And I really, really rate that you do your room like that as well. That's like, honest to God, like, oh, so.
0: so Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, what do you want to leave everybody with? What thought would you leave people with today?
1: Find your icky guy.
0: Yeah. If you do,
1: yeah, I think if you do nothing else, Find out what the world needs, what you can be paid for, what you're good at, what you're passionate at, and what do you love. Find mm-hmm. your icky
0: guy. I want to thank you so much for staying up a little late mm-hmm. for us. Because <laughs> I know been <laughs> <in> a day. <laughs> but I really appreciate it. you so I welcome. I'm Clubhouse soon, like maybe Saturday at the mental health room.
1: I would love that. I would absolutely love that. And and as if anyone needs to be reminded, but Tommy is one of the favorites in the Influence on Mental Health <laughs> Room because he's always being so loving and so understanding. So if you don't know, get onto that and get onto his room because you on Clubhouse Tommy, you're something else we are. You're thank a little you. gem dropping beauty. Thank so you. So good.
0: <laughs> I want to thank you so much for being here and all love to you and your sister too. We will keep up. We will keep in touch with that.
1: Love Thank to you. you and love to your mom as well. And uh, let's chat off air.
0: Yes. For sure. <laughs> Thank okay. you.
1: Bye you. everyone. <laughs>